Hello, welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis, eating psychology coach and nutritional therapist. We are going to be diving into the realm of all things health, yet talking about them from the mind-body nutrition dimensions. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I need to apologize. This podcast is a week late and uh, yeah, I am very angry at myself. I just have been extremely busy and I started a new job. And you know, when you start new jobs, um, you completely are out of your routine because you haven't figured out your flow just yet. And that obviously just happens with time. Um, So I did start a new job, but here we are. I am so excited for this topic. I think that you guys are really, really going to love it because it's something that a lot of people don't actually know about, but it has such a profound impact on our health. So before we begin, as I said last week, each uh, episode, I want to share with you some feedback and I actually have three feedbacks that I want to share. I was only going to share one, but when looking at the feedback that I've received in the last two weeks, these three just really stood out to me and I thought that I'd, um, yeah, just share them with you guys. So the first one says, Hey Melanie, I just listened to your latest podcast and I was blown away. I was on a morning walk and I started crying when you were saying that when we are older, we won't worry about what size we were. And when you shared M. Carey's story, your quote, that people won't remember us from our size was so inspiring. I have struggled with overeating and self-esteem for a long time, but your podcast made such a change in my mindset. Thank you for making your podcast and helping so many young girls like myself. Thank you so much to that lovely girl who sent that in. Um, As I've said before about reviews and feedback, it means the absolute world for me. And as you would have known from my last podcast, this isn't my full-time job as much as I would want it to be. This podcast doesn't bring me in any money, but I don't care. I just want to inspire and motivate you girls and boys out there um, to live a better life and obviously to learn to love yourself a bit more. So that really meant so much to receive that. The next one that I got was another beautiful message and it said, I recently found your podcast and it is amazing. I've already listened to every episode. I felt like the binge eating segment was spot on with everything I do. I woke up early today and ate a healthy breakfast for the first time. Your podcast is extremely helpful as I had no idea why I couldn't stop myself from eating even though I thought I was full. I'd love to learn more about these topics. Uh, And the last one that I wanted to share, again, really, really touched my heart (laughs) and just, yeah, it inspires me to keep doing these podcasts. And it said, I'm so excited for this. I've been waiting all week. I have never listened to a podcast before coming across yours on Spotify. I was instantly drawn to your bio and the first one I listened to on my way to work, I was overwhelmed with motivation to change my life. I've struggled with bulimia, binge eating, body image, and basically all the topics you speak about. You are the reason that today I am inspired to provide myself with self-love and care. It is truly amazing that you are able to open up about your struggles, and because of that, I related and wanted to be myself. Thank you for everything. Can you imagine doing something because you're passionate about it and being able to change just one person's mindset, which in turn may change their life? That is, I can't even describe to you the feeling that it brings to me. And if that was the only piece of feedback I ever got from anyone, that would be enough because 
I just want to touch just one person's life in some positive way. And the fact that in the last two weeks, I've been able to touch on three people's lives in a positive way. um, Yeah, it's just incredible. So today I want to cover the topic of toxic nutritional thoughts and beliefs. And this is something that I learned about when I was doing my eating psychology certificate. And it's something that I never ever knew about at all until reading this. And I remember when I was learning about it, like in this course, it was all online. So it was through an American Institute and I pretty much had to listen to so much audio, but every topic, every module that I did was so incredibly interesting because it's something that I've never been taught before that I was so engaged. And when we got to the topic of this, I could not put my phone down. Like I remember I was listening to the module on the way to work um, and had my earphones in my ear and I got to work and I was literally 15 minutes late to work because I physically couldn't stop listening. I couldn't get my earphones down to take myself to walk into the door because it was so fascinating. So I hope that this topic is fascinating for you and I hope that it kind of helps you in some way um, when it comes to your thoughts on what you're eating and the specific choices that you make. So let us get into it. I want to start by talking about how each year there's pretty much a new health documentary coming out about the health effects of toxins in our food, where our food is coming from and all of that. Like I remember when the documentary What the Health came out, I immediately was like, why aren't I dead yet? Like considering what I ate when I was growing up, I'm like, how am I still alive? What have I been doing with my life? I remember I was so overwhelmed with all of this information and it was just, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. But it just goes to show how much impact certain documentaries or even health advice can have on us and and how a lot of people these days are so concerned about the toxins in our food um, and where our food is coming from. But many people are so unaware that we have these toxic nutritional thoughts and beliefs that are just as harmful and debilitating uh, when it comes to weight loss. So it's becoming more common for people to believe thoughts such as food is the enemy. As soon as I have the perfect body, I'll be happy. Food makes me fat or the fattened food becomes fat on my body or this food is good, this food is bad. And unfortunately, I can relate and I'm sure many of you can relate. And throughout my training, so if you don't know, maybe I'll do a podcast on this about like my whole story one day, but I was an elite athlete and throughout my training, I had these exact thoughts, especially when it came to carbs and fats and things like that. And these might seem like harmless thoughts, but they actually create a really painful relationship between you and food that leads onto ongoing suffering. Now, one of the most fundamental building blocks of nutritional metabolism is neither vitamin, mineral, nor molecule. It is our relationship with our food. It is the total sum of our innermost thoughts and feelings about what we eat. Our relationship with food is as deep and revealing as any we might ever have. I want to share a quick quote, which is, The satiated man and the hungry man do not see the same thing when they look upon a loaf of bread. How each of us thinks about eating is so profoundly relative that if a group of us were looking at the same plate of food, no two people would see the same thing. And we wouldn't metabolize it the same way either. 
Now, I want you to imagine that there are two plates of food in front of you. One plate of food is a bowl of lasagna. And one plate of food is the bowl of chicken and salad. If you were someone wanting to lose weight, which plate of food would you choose? The salad, right? Now, say you are an athlete trying to increase your muscle mass. You'd probably look at that same meal, the chicken and salad, and see protein. Now, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works and pretend that you're a vegetarian. You'd look at this meal, yet you would see the distasteful sight of a dead animal, and you wouldn't touch anything on either plate. Now, someone trying to heal a disease through diet would see either potential medicine or potential poison, depending upon whether or not the plate of food is permissible on their chosen diet. What's amazing is that each of these eaters will metabolize the same meal quite differently depending on how their thoughts perceive the meal. So in other words, what you think and what you feel about a food can be just as important a determinant of its nutritional value and its effect on body weight as the actual nutrients themselves. Now, I know this may sound a little bit unbelievable, but I'm about to wow you with some science, and I am going to use some technical words, so I want you to sit back, relax, and I want both of us to pretend that we both know what these words mean. (laughs) So, the information highway of a brain, spinal cord, and nerves is like a telephone system through which your mind communicates with your digestive organs. So let's say you're about to eat an ice cream cone. The notion and image of that ice cream occurs in the higher center of the brain, the cerebral cortex. From there, information is relayed electrochemically to the limbic system, which is considered the lower portion of the brain. The limbic system regulates emotions and key physiological functions such as our hunger, thirst, temperature, sex drive, heart rate, and blood pressure. Within the limbic system is a pea-sized collection of tissues known as hypothalamus, which integrates the activities of the mind within the biology of the body. So if you're thinking toxic thoughts, your digestion goes down and fat storage metabolism actually goes up. So it takes sensory, emotional, and thought input to transduce this information into a physiological response. Is that not absolutely incredible? Like the more I learn about the body, the more blown away I am. So if the ice cream is your favorite flavor, say chocolate, and you consume it with a full measure of delight, the brain referring specifically to the hypothalamus will modulate this positive input by sending activation signals via parasympathetic nerve fibers to the salivary glands, esophagus, stomach, intestines, pancreas, liver, and gallbladder. Digestion will be stimulated and you will have a fuller metabolic breakdown of the ice cream while burning its calories more efficiently. If you're feeling guilty about eating ice cream or judging yourself for eating it, the hypothalamus will take this negative input and send signals down the sympathetic fibers of the autonomic nervous system. This initiates inhibitory responses in the digestive organs, which means you'll be eating your ice cream, but not fully metabolizing it. It may stay in your digestive system longer, 
which can diminish your population of healthy gut bacteria and increase the release of toxin byproducts into the bloodstream. The inhibitory signals in the nervous system can decrease your calorie burning efficiency via increased insulin and cortisol, which will cause you to store more of your guilt-infused ice cream as body fat. So the thoughts that you think about the food you eat instantly becomes reality in your body via the central nervous system. Any guilt about food, shame about the body, or judgment about health are considered stresses by the brain and are immediately transduced into their electrochemical equivalents in the body. So to sum that up, you could eat the healthiest meal on the planet, but if you're thinking toxic thoughts, the digestion of your food goes down and your fat storage metabolism goes up. Likewise, you could be eating a, I'm not going to say bad, I'll say nutritionally challenged meal, but if your head and your heart are in the right place, the nutritive power of your food will be increased. To fully appreciate the power of mind over metabolism, I want us to look at one of the most compelling phenomena in science, the placebo effect. And I want to share an example by Mark David, who is the founder of the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. In 1983, medical researchers were testing a new chemotherapy treatment. One group of cancer patients received the actual drug being tested, while another group received a placebo. It was a fake, harmless, inert chemical substance. So I didn't actually know this, but all pharmaceutical companies are required by law to test any new drug against a placebo to determine the true effectiveness, if any, of the product in question. So in the course of this study, no one thought twice when 74% of the cancer patients receiving the real chemotherapy exhibited one of the more common side effects of this treatment, which is that they lost their hair. Yet, quite remarkably, 31% of the patients on the placebo chemotherapy and inner salt water injection also had an interesting side effect. They lost their hair as well. Such is the power of expectation. The only reason that those placebo patients lost their hair is because they believed they would. Like many people, they associated chemotherapy with going bald. If the power of the mind is strong enough to make our hair fall out when taking a placebo, what do you think happens when we think to ourselves, this cake is fattening, I shouldn't be eating it, or I'm going to eat this fried chicken, but I know it's bad for me, or I enjoy eating my salad because it's really healthy. Certainly, I'm not saying that we can eat anything if we want, if we just believe it's good for us. I'm suggesting that what we believe about any substance we consume can powerfully influence how it affects the body. Every day, millions of people eat and drink while thinking strong and convincing thoughts about their meal. Take a moment to think. If food is the enemy, then it is a threat that can activate your fight or flight response whenever you eat or even think about food. That response can shut down digestion and reduce your metabolism, as well as making you feel chronically anxious. So ask yourself one question. Is my relationship with food nourishing or is it punishing? Pleasure in our food is a vital element in life and it makes our meals nutritionally complete and it makes life worth living. Every 
organism on the planet is genetically programmed to seek out pleasure. Humans are no exception to this rule. Increasing the nutritional value of food and adding a sense of pleasure and enjoyment to your meals is going to help optimize your metabolism. As we said before, if you're eating a food you don't like because it's healthy, then you aren't getting the full nutritional value of the food. In fact, you're shutting down a key metabolic pathway. Find food that you actually enjoy. Explore the wide world of food. There's so much more out there than you realize. Eating is life. Celebrate food, celebrate your good fortune, honor the body, play and allow yourself to have a beautiful, soulful relationship with food. So to summarize this podcast, the thoughts that we have about what we're eating is heavily affecting things like our weight, our energy, our mood, and all of those kind of things that we experience day in, day out. Take a few minutes to think about the different foods that you eat. Is it pleasurable? Do you enjoy eating the food? Do you take the time to sit down, eat your food slowly, chew your food properly and actually enjoy the taste of the meal? Are you scared of certain macronutrients like carbohydrates? Are you eating foods that are nourishing? When you are eating foods that aren't so nourishing, are you constantly feeling guilty about it? If you are ticking off any of those things that I said, it's time to really reflect and it's time to make changes. I don't want you to go out there and be like, oh, Mel told me that I can eat anything I want as long as I feel good about it. No, it's not about that. It's still about eating nourishing meals, but finding the types of foods that you enjoy eating or playing around with different foods to make things more enjoyable. If it's ice cream that you absolutely love and you can't live without, but every time you eat ice cream, you feel incredibly guilty, then make nice cream. There are so many different alternatives. Nice cream is just blended up frozen fruit and it tastes absolutely delicious. <laughs> There's so many alternatives out there and Google is key. Google has so many amazing recipes for you to turn your in buddy years naughty treats into healthy treats that you don't have to feel this constant guilt and you can increase your metabolic process. So top tip to take away from today. Reflect on your food, reflect on how you feel about your food, so the thoughts that happen when you're eating, and make changes if necessary. If you have any questions at all about what I've spoken about, please don't hesitate to contact me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I am more than happy to answer any questions that you guys might have. And if you have any recommendations for podcast topics, please send them through. Your suggestions and help would be really helpful to me. And then that way, make sure that I am actually giving you guys what you want to hear each week. So yeah, hopefully this was an informative podcast or educational podcast for you guys. There were some big words in there at one point, but I think we got through it. If you haven't already, please follow me on my Instagram page, which is bare, B-A-R-E, X, brave, B-R-A-V-E. Or you can follow me on my personal Instagram, Melanie Lillis. I will speak to you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Melanie Lillis. Or you can email me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye-bye.